0: Good evening and welcome to Brothers Red. I'm joined tonight by Matt, Andy and Paddy. Unfortunately, Fran can't join us to try and work through the disaster that was Southampton away for Liverpool. Liverpool lost the game 1-0. They've now failed to score in the last two games. They've taken two points from a possible nine. Against Southampton, West Brom, and Newcastle. The front three are not scoring. Trent's having a nightmare. We've got centre midfielders in the middle of defence. The confidence looks like it's on the floor. And it really does look now, Matt, as though the wheels are possibly coming off for this uh, this title charge this season.
1: It was a bitterly disappointing result. Uh, I'm still, I'm still gutted. Really, emotions are still quite raw. Really, at the moment, uh, because it's pretty unfamiliar for us, isn't it, to, to lose and particularly to lose in that manner as well. I mean, they we conceded a goal after two minutes. You would have expected from the potency of our attack to be able to at least get a goal back. So I think that's that's disappointing, and and we did talk about it in the in the past pod, in regards to the to the West Brom game and the Newcastle game. It just seems like we've lost that that potency up front, and of course, when you lose that potency up up front, you're going to struggle to score. I think that was re- reflected in 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 the front three's performance again uh, last night. But obviously, we, I'm not going to go too far on it because there's there's you know they still excellent excellent players, world class, but. It was just it was just disappointing, wasn't it? It was funny because the last pod I
2: said I wasn't too concerned about the attacking options that Liverpool had because we were carving out <laughs> chances. But yesterday it just didn't seem like we were ever gonna score. And that's one of the first games in a long while where I thought that with the ammunition that we have, we just didn't create any clay cut chances, which is now causing me more of a more of a concern despite my comment during the last pod that I was fairly optimistic.
0: Just to jump in there, guys, on that point, it was the 75th minute before we had our first shot on target, which was that pretty limp effort from Mane. So it's the irony, though, isn't it, Matt, is that we've been worrying about the defence and it's the attack and the midfield that's gone to pot. I mean, they're all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, and I think I was
1: looking at the stats as well and, you know, Mo. And uh, Marnay's pass completions last night was sixty and sixty four percent respectively, which is pretty pretty surprising for them too. I know Marnay looked dangerous at times, so when you when you look at it, I think it just just shows that in the last couple of games they have lost that that kind of potency.
0: But why is that, Pad? What's going on? I mean, we've spoken about the attack. I mean, if they put the ball in the back of the net at St James's Park, we win that game. That was a collective fair against West Brom. What, what's happened? I mean, they're, they're, they're hopeless, aren't they, at the moment?
3: Well, last, last week, I've, I said that it was more to do with having that spark and creativity from midfield. So he, he made a lot of changes, it seemed, against um, Southampton. And what he, I think what the game plan was, account, um, Southampton are a counter-pressing team, and um, they've obviously got a lot of pace up front with Ings works his balls off and people like Ginepro and stuff like that what Klopp wanted to do was have two ball playing center halves and have an outlet so that's I think this is the game plan was to put Hendo in have Thiago in there you got Fabino, obviously you know how good Trent and Robbo are usually on the ball the idea yeah. was to break the press and have some options so he so what he decided to do is put Oxen. Into the team, the idea of an oxter was to make those runs so that we could easily break the press with just a long ball. But I think the, what the problem was is just Henderson was out of position a lot of the time. We started off poorly. It was a stupid goal to give away. There was lots of soft fouls. Trent was having an absolute stinker. So the, what happened was there's just this, this disconnect, and we got we got rattled by the start. And Southampton, as you know, with Liverpool's counter press when you get that bit of momentum and the counter-press, you, you can over, overrun teams and dominate teams. And to Last night was the first time a Klopp team didn't look like a team. We're all saying it when we're watching it, they all look like individuals. And so I'd, yeah. that first half looked very different to some of the other games, but then there are some comparisons. So I think the way at Southampton set up was very similar to Fulham. They caught us a bit cold. With this counter pressing, they wanted it more. Maybe Liverpool, like you're saying the game plan didn't work, or they were trying it. They changed too much in the back line. I know they've changed the centre half, some of the a lot this season. Something like is it fifth,
0: twelve times maybe?
3: It's quite a lot. It's maybe, yeah. I think it's something it's higher. Well. I think it's higher. So all the changes and stuff, it didn't quite work at the back. And Liverpool started off rattled, and then what Southampton did, same with Fulham, they got a lead and they sat back on it. And there was a blueprint. As shown from our previous two games, that if you put five at the back, five four one, Liverpool find it hard to break down. So that's all Southampton's game plan was. Let's let, let's get them rattled. Let's get an early goal, and then we'll sit back. And Liverpool yeah. continue to have problems and have that spark for midfield.
0: It's funny though, isn't it? And we've we've spoken about fatigue. We, we've spoken about how the team has been disjointed because of personnel moving around. That was in play last night because we know that, um, the, that Hendo stepped back and then Ox came in and Tiago came in. But ultimately, the, the players who were on the pitch should be able to do better than what they've been doing. And it's very, very frustrating. You've got world-class players who are not actually doing the business. I mean, look at Trent, for example. He's had so much praise but he's had two assists this season. I mean, we're nearly halfway through the season. Uh, He had 13 last year. He let us down on the goal, didn't he? I mean, do you remember what we were saying at the start of the season that Trent, although he'd improved a little bit for a patch, didn't look like he was on the ball, didn't look like he was taking his defensive responsibilities seriously, didn't look as though he was combative or strong enough. I mean, he's let us down, hasn't he, for that first goal hand?
2: It was poor, wasn't it? I think it's easy, though, just to identified Trent as the sort of the architect behind Liverpool's downfall. In actual fact, when you look through that team, there was a catalogue of bad performances. Yeah. But it is it is disappointing because of the lofty heights that Trent sets himself. If he's not defending particularly well, he has to be doing the business at the other end of the pitch. Now if he's not doing getting the assists or scoring, then he needs to be uh, defensively solid, and he's not demonstrating those features, so that that is a concern. Slightly on the positives, though, I thought I don't know if you agree, James. I thought Thiago certainly in the first half was bright. He faded as as the game as the game went on, and I think Paddy was talking before about that spark in midfield. I'm just hoping now that once he Thiago, I mean, manages to accumulate some more minutes, that we we see this spark back back in midfield because. There was, As Paddy said, there was a complete discord between the midfield and the attacking front three. We weren't able to make, as far as I can remember, any clear-cut chances.
0: Huffed and puffed,
1: didn't we, Matt, really? One of the problems is, as we said in the last pod, is we're not getting goals from elsewhere. We, we've got centre-halves who are not dangerous from set pieces because they're not natural attacking players in that sense. And you've got midfielders as well who are, who are not scoring um, as well. You know, Ox is a goal-scoring midfielder. Didn't, didn't look like he even getting into the... Into the final third, uh, last night, Tiago, he's fine. Uh, Wijnaldum is not really a goal scorer as well. So, so th- this is the point you see when the front three are not firing. Um, you 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 need goals from elsewhere, and we weren't able to get that. I know Klopp did allude to possible penalty shouts as well, but you can't just rely on possible penalties to, uh, yeah, to pull, what, what, pull you what out of what the, the mess.
3: What frustrated me is, I don't mind the front three missing chances because I know we're creating chances and stuff. The thing that frustrated me so much in that first half was it was the little things. It was losing headers. It was losing 50-50s. It was misplacing five-yard passes. It was the basics that were just getting wrong. There was complete disconnect everywhere. I got so much relief in the first half when we had five minutes of possession just because we were doing simple things and space opened up on the left hand side to be in the second it, half. The second half. Yeah, yeah,
1: because yeah. in Furness in the second half we did step it up, didn't we? But you can't expect to win Premier League games by, play, by playing a half, really, can you? And that's what's been the problem in recent weeks.
0: The second half was better, but um, we didn't carve out, as I already said earlier, in reference to the Marnay opportunity, any decent chances. Um, we, as Paddy said though Andy we've had really good chances against Newcastle and I'm not sure you can actually say that this front three is finished or something like that you know like this you know you get idiots on Twitter saying you know we need to do X y and Z they're still world-class players and but ultimately something's not quite right I don't know whether it's just a confidence thing or is there a sense maybe do you think that teams have worked us out a bit do you think that we're crossing too much and uh, maybe teams just sitting back and just clearing the ball and we, we've not got any ability to play through.
2: So we found it with the Guardiola team that it was so dominant for two and a half seasons and then teams tend to then... Like us. Like us, yeah, to <laughs> so tend strong. to identify and they're and able to actually gain points off them. I think that's something that's happened to Liverpool this season where we're seeing teams gaining in confidence. So Liverpool are not this unbeatable machine now just gradually as the games go
1: on there's little chips in the armor and teams are getting a bit more confident but the thing is is you're right I think that the problem is this season is we've not found the solution to teams parking the bus basically they've got a row a wall a bus whatever you want to call of players that we just can't get in behind and and we're not taking shots as well so it's always there's a bit of this intricate play trying to play play the wings trying to trying to cross when really there's no there's no penetration and there's been no solution to 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 these teams or these offences pushing really really deep
3: well that's why i think yeah. at the start of the season we moved to a higher line and we tried to get another forward in was to give us more attacking threat against the teams that part of the bus but i think what's yeah. happened is Having lost Van Dijk, we've took a step backwards, so we're not as high with that line. Yeah. Teams are now seem to be... So I think what Andy was saying there about Liverpool have, have made other teams adapt. I think all good managers and good teams influence football in a way. And I think what Klopp has brought to the Premier League is intensity. How many sides now just see counter, counter press really yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Southampton did it and, first half, And then? they all want a scrap. It's so copycats. All, and they've all got. <laughs> and and you, you watch Villa. Villa are Liverpool in 2017 18. Strong defensively, but really good on the counter with lots of pace. And like maybe you could compare Coutinho, Grealish, stuff like that. I think yeah. the effect of having Klopp and the way we play is as spread to the Premier League. And what's happened is because we can't break te- teams down. And fundamentally, we're not competing and not out intensifying teams or out pressing teams. Then we're losing on both fronts. So we've we've got we've gone backwards because we've not done our, our the basic Liverpool thing, which is just out compete and out work. Yes, there's, yeah,
1: there's two things though. Then that, that you make though, Paddy. I think what you're trying to say is it, it's there's a mini identity crisis because we're not we don't seem to be enacting our natural clock way, which is which is the press high intensity we don't seem to be as affected with the press and, 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 and as high intensity and the second thing I want to say as well is it's almost a bit like Man City last season where they had like little mini crises because they because they had no centre backs it's almost like we're following the same same kind of pattern as them you know they, they would have spells where they'd have a, yeah. sword,
2: a, a two defeats or something like that Matt I want to try and summarise your arguments there Paddy well, so, yeah, well, on. I made that point about City last, <laughs> yeah, last yeah, year, yeah.
3: and now La Porte went yeah. uh, out. I do rob your points. It's identical. They're identical seasons. <laughs> I do rob your points seasons
0: and, don't I? And, and, uh, City's like. we, 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 I mean, there is, there is definitely a problem in, a, in attack um, because we've drawn six games this season. I mean, obviously, we lost one yesterday, but that's more than anyone else in the Premier League. And, and like we said, uh, after the Newcastle game, I mean, th- this was the problem that Liverpool had. Before we won the title last season, for thirty years, one of the big problems that we've had is we've not been able to to win games one 0 or we not or two one or break teams down. We've always done done well against the bigger teams, generally speaking. But Liverpool this year are struggling, as you say, to to break through these um, low blocks. And um, I think it's got to stage now where Klopp's got to change things up a bit. I think he's got to recognise that things are not quite working. Obviously, Jota comes back in that helps if we can get Tiago back in a more offensive position because he was sitting back, wasn't he, Tiago? And this is this is the other, the slightly mitigating factor as well is that we are missing something from the fact that Hendo is not in the midfield yesterday, and we're missing something from the fact that Fabinho's not in the midfield. But at the end of the day. You gotta ask yourself: Were those players who were on the pitch giving their all? Were they Were they breaking their back to try and get the the goal? Um, and for me, uh, it was only really Marnay who was incredibly frustrating. But it was sort of every fibre of his being, I thought, in that second half was trying to do something, trying to make something happen. If you look at Bobby and you look at Mo, I mean, I don't want to pick on Mo because he's a bit of a, lo- a lightning rod for for criticism. But they're not doing enough, are they? I mean, they're, they're, they're world-class players, but they're not doing enough in the game. That whole right side, Trent and Mo, did nothing in the game. Obviously, they're missing Hendo because he links in on that right side. Klopp's got a real problem now because... You know, I think he needs to change it up. I think, you know, there's been calls for Tacky to have a game I and mean, he played very well against Palace and he's not had a look-in, as we mentioned last week on the pod. Maybe he needs to to play a, a, a sort of 4-4-2, vary it up a bit. You know, I mean, let's try and, you know, throw Mane and uh, Mo down the centre. And push the full-backs up a bit higher and, 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 and play a diamond or something. He's got to try and make it a bit less predictable.
2: Yeah, We've got to be slightly cautious though, James, because um, we don't want to sound, sound too... Like there's, yeah, there's some sort of apocalyptic um, events going on in, in Liverpool. I'm fairly confident that the front three will get back into their groove fairly soon... I accept your point though that we do perhaps there needs to be a little shake up in that team, but I don't necessarily think it needs to come from the front three because I know surely they've developed enough confidence in fans that we they can turn it on on any given day. What better game to do that in the next game against United? But I think it's that midfield which is the interesting or more interesting question as to what happens to Fabinho and Henderson. Cause I think that's the key missing ingredient at the moment. Liverpool is having that dynamic midfield as against uh, having this bandaged up, sometimes flaky, sometimes disjointed midfield lineup. Where Milner's coming in one week, it's disjointed, yeah. Miss, yeah, Ox coming in is a curious case because of uh, Benjamin Button, of Benjamin Button, because he now has had. Lots of opportunities to impress Liverpool fans. And I can only think of about three or four games before his injury where he's been particularly impressive. Now, he's come back from injury, so we can't be too critical. But that midfield at the moment needs a careful and forensic analysis going forward in order for us to get back on track.
1: Well, I think it's... Paddy, you'll agree. I think it was just a bit slightly bizarre playing Henderson at centre back really in hindsight because he's not played he's not played centre back all season. You've used the other two. They've done okay. So you need his thrust in midfield. He's our best midfield dynamic player really Henderson. So it would make sense just to just to put him in the midfield though, wouldn't it? And not yeah, I'm, and I'm, risk him at centre back,
3: you know I'm yeah, I, I, I agree and I'm, I'm kind of maybe the opposite to James, because I feel what we actually need to do is is need stability. Rather than having changing centre half and changing the midfield all the time. I think due to all the games, what's happened is he's, he's had to rely on other people, and he's changed it about. And what's happened is we're now seeing the effects of, of all those changes. We look disjointed. We don't look like a team. What well, I think he should do next, I don't know better than club, obviously, but I think we now need stability. We need a, we need to know who the back the best back four is. He needs to stick Williams or Nat Phillips at centre half and give them a run of games. How can he le- do that? And though? let them play and. And then what he's got to do in midfield? The natural centre back. He needs to get the balance right in midfield because this is the world class team. We're not playing new teams. This Liverpool team has dismantled teams the last three or four years. I think it is just fine tuning, and obviously players playing better. Like you, just they're not even controlling the ball at times. Yeah. They're missing sitters oh, and losing the ball. Be, yeah.
0: I know you mean pad, but so for I can see what you mean. I can see what you're saying as well, Andy, but. Something's not right. I mean, I, I just wonder whether psychologically, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, Klopp has given them a bit of an out this season because he kept going on, didn't he, about the five subs, kept going on about the fixture schedule, you know, kept going on about fatigue. And they're all proper points, but it looks like Liverpool, basically, as a team, have, have, have decided that it's okay not to win, it's okay to draw. And, you know, just yesterday, and also against against West Brom, we had to try and you know get one in the last ten minutes there in injury time. It just didn't look like there was the same sense of inevitability or desire about the fact we were going to get a goal. And I think this is it's a it's a worrying time. I can see the logic about not. Not sort of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and and because uh, you can create more problems. I think Trent, you know, arguably deserves to be dropped. I think Mo and Bobby deserve to be deserve to be dropped. I think Ox comes in, and uh, unlike anyone else in midfield, because we don't give you know Tiago or Kaita this this same benefit. You know, he, they come in and we expect them to perform. Ox was completely lost yesterday. He was wandering around the pitch. I don't know what Klopp had asked him to do. He was doing all sorts of daft runs. He wasn't showing for the ball. He was utterly ineffectual, and it just doesn't help when he comes in. I mean, and he needs five or ten games to start to put together like a, you know, a six point five out of ten.
2: the some bold comments there, James. Not least the, the dropping of Trent. I mean, the problem with that. The first problem is that. Who then comes in? Nico Williams. Millie. I think if you ask, potentially Milner, but if you ask 95% Liverpool fans, and so you're in the minority here, James, I think, in my predictions, that they would say that Trent just needs to find some form. And I just want to come back on Paddy's point about stability. I think it just touches on your point as well, James, that you need to try and get a team together who's going gonna to work together. Klopp's not had that ability to have a stable team. Out, extraneous circumstances has, has meant that he's not been given the opportunity to have a full
0: defence, a full midfield. But Southam- Southampton didn't have a full squad, they've got injuries. You know, it does only so you know it's only for so long you can make excuses. Ultimately, the players on the pitch are not doing the business. I mean it's not it's actually not good enough.
1: I, I would like us to do what Paddy said and, and, and have some stability in the next four or five games. And just stick with Henderson, Thiago, and Wijnaldum in, in in midfield. I think that's I think that's the best best midfield we've got at the moment. Is the best balance. And um, stick um, Phillips in at centre back. Just just give him give him a go. Give him four or five because Because. It might be unlikely that we're going to get a centre back now because of the lockdown and because of COVID. I don't know. Not not only do not only someone might not be available at centre back that we want, but also the logistics of bringing somebody in in lockdown as well. Not Phillips though. May or not. may not work if it. If it I'd play Reese Williams, Matt. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I was going to say that really.
2: Reese Williams seems much more complex. I'd, rather I'd, I'd rather. I'd
1: rather have James at centre. I'd say Phillips. That's what you said, Sorry, so <laughs> can I? Can I? Can we? No, can i take it back. No, no, I'll take it back. I meant right. Williams. No, I meant Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Easy to, to conflate those two because they have been coming in and out. No, no, no. But I meant Williams. Give the lad a go. Uh, give the young lad a go and just play that midfield and play the front three and see where we are See where we
0: are in four or five Premier League games. Matt, Phillips looked a bit ropey against Newcastle, but actually when Phillips and uh, Williams have played, they've actually looked all right. But it comes back to what Paddy was saying. I mean, it was quite odd really, wasn't it, for Klopp to play Hendo at centre-back? It's like he's kind of lost his marbles a bit there for a moment because it's a very bizarre thing to do, particularly, you know, when you've got Reese Williams there. He's, he's been playing... OK, and he's actually pretty decent on the ball. I mean, he's not... I mean, he's better than Phillips, isn't he? I mean, he's not a bad passer. It's what you take from the midfield. And what we're forgetting, finally, just before that, come in, Matt, what we're forgetting, and everyone forgets it, is that people look at football like defence and attack. But your midfield is the heartbeat of your team. If that's not firing, then it's not doing the defensive stuff, and then it's not setting up the attack. So maybe that's the problem.
1: I, I, I want to make two points. Um first one I can't remember <laughs> what I would say is I think with Liverpool the heartbeat of the of the way we play comes from the centre-backs actually because they 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 seem to have most of the ball I know what you're saying in the midfield to drive but actually it's Van Dijk Matip and Gomez who are the ones who bring the ball forward and their their pass the you know the look at the stats the pass completions yeah. are unbelievable they're always at 90 no. it's a very good point But but we don't have that at the moment as well so I think that's another area where we've been been struggling on it and where we've been deficient. James, I was just gonna ask you actually, do you think that the fact that Klopp put Henderson in midfield, do you think he's losing a little bit of faith within Williams and Williams and Phillips? Do you think because because they've been coming in doing a decent job and then suddenly It sounds like to me if he's not if he's got, been looking at training or whatever and they said, Well actually do you know what I don't I don't have a fancy these. He's got
3: no fit centre backs. He's put two lads in and then he and then and then he's and then he's he put, he the, put the centre midfield in. And he's saying he's not going to buy a centre half. For me, that sounds like he doesn't trust them. Which it's Klopp. He does have a lot of a lot of faith in his players. But it sounds like to yeah. me he would pref- he'd prefer a midfielder over those two centre halves. Means that he's unsure.
2: It's too easy to blame Henderson. I don't agree with Matt's analysis on that.
0: But the defence didn't let us down, Andy. The defence has... No, like, no, no. It's easy. No, no but the, the there's no die, with
2: Henderson. No, but the die... What I'm
1: saying is he shouldn't be playing centre-back. That's but, all I'm saying. I'm not cool. saying...
2: Cast, Although, cast the die. He made the choice for Henderson to go centre-back. And had that... Had we won yesterday, everyone would have been saying oh, what a decision it was for Henderson to be at centre-back. He's played, there, type, he's played there before. He's done OK. And he's, the, he's an accomplished defensive centre-midfielder. He looked and lost, ev- he you know, looked lost. Yeah, but every know. single Liverpool fan wouldn't you know, would have been disappointed at the start of the game with Henderson lining up against Fabiño because on paper it looks solid. And don't forget, Southampton only created one and a half pretty much chances, so can it really be said the problem yesterday was the defensive frailties?
1: I didn't say that, all, all I said was that it just seems strange that we've put faith... To a certain extent, in Williams and Phillips, and then you put Henderson in away from home against Southampton. He's not. He's not played centre back hardly ever, probably. And it just shows that maybe is it just. I'm not blaming Henderson. I don't. I think he did okay overall. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is it just seems like a bit of a loss of faith in them two centre halves. Yeah, they need to be.
2: They need to be given given doses of of experience. Mate, I don't know whether they those yeah, two youngsters could have that. a sustained period, and that's why maybe he's thinking, well, tiredness. But don't forget those two. How many how many Premier League games have they managed to amass in terms of fitness, robustness? Is it, I think it's unrealistic to expect that one of those two lads to have a string in the team. Uh,
3: so a string of we don't of need. Games. though we don't need. We need. We only need him for a couple of weeks. And Matip's back. Yeah, can can ask a it, question. Just that center, that center, uh, that back line. Everyone says a good team is about consistency. And if you chopping and changing Change, the, the, the back line all the
0: time. I would be really, really surprised if we don't buy a centre-back this window. Because logistically we're... we might not be able to. Well, I don't care. I don't care if we we're gonna have this is what I'm saying. If we can't get a summer transfer target, one of the one of the lads on the list, we've got to get someone in. We need to get a decent Premier League quality defender with some experience. Can I ask
1: a question, an honest question. If you had to pick, if he was say he was in the same era, era, well, I know he's still playing, but if we had Clavin available, yes, last night, would you have would you have picked Henderson over Clavin? You wouldn't have done because he's a natural centre half. Okay, he's he's basic, and, 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 <laughs> and he's and, he, and he's far from a world beater, but you would still have played someone who's comfortable in the position. And I think that's the point we're trying to make: is that Phillips and Williams are at least centre halves, aren't they? So yeah. it just seems. Well, it's not comparable. That Clavin's an experienced centre half. No, but it's... is he is he much is he much better than them two? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no, he's a bit oh, no. ability, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't
0: know. I'm just i just trying to. Paddy, you start off at the back and you say right. Have we got? You, you go through it root and branch. You say right. Is there a problem with the keeper? No, he's world class. Do we have problems with the full-backs? Well, Trent is not playing well, but you know who do you what do you do? Do you bring Nico Williams in? or would you give Trent the opportunity to rebuild his confidence probably the latter then you look at the centre halves and fabinho is a is a perfectly functional settled centre half at the moment the, the, the key thing you've got to do is you've got to get a centre half in you've got to bring someone in this window it's absolutely essential because the midfield is all over the place we're not as you said we're not we're not controlling games we're not we're not being creative from the midfield we're not second balls we're not doing anything so then so once you sort out a centre back, then the midfield is almost sorted by itself because you've got Henderson there, and you've got Tiago coming back, and you've got Ox, who's going to, you know, eventually start playing himself into some form. And then you've got to look at the front, and you've got to say, right, do we stick with the front three, or do we actually make a change? Now, what what's the harm in dropping Bobby and playing Tacky in the in that in that role? What's the harm in dropping Mo and playing someone else in his position, playing Shaq and moving it around? What's the harm in going two down the middle and varying it a little bit? Even if they don't alter the front three, they have to sort out the centre-back position. It's an A1 priority. It's urgent. And if they don't sort it out, they're not going to win the league because we've got United and City now who are able, if they win their games in hand, to go past us. But we've got an opportunity now because we've got four of the next six uh, games are at home in the Premier League, and we've got a massive game against United coming up. So Klopp has got to get it right. And now he's has he got time to get a centre back in before United? Okay, maybe maybe he can't do that, but he's got to start. He's got to start Williams for my book, and he's got to play Hendo, Tiago, and Gini in that midfield, and play Tiago in front of the two sitters, and say right do something for us, start to spray the ball around, start to thread a few balls through to the front free, play him in a creative role because Naby's not fit and Ox is not doing the business. And, and frankly, you know, he, he, it's not the time to be benevolent about Ox. He isn't good enough. Milner's on crutches because he's like thirty, thirty-eight or whatever he is. It he's feels a like a volcano's
2: just erupted in you, James. That five-minute diatribe on Liverpool's woes. We need some, now, wider, we need some positivity, and
0: optimism. Surely the key, the key is the key is to sort. They've got to sign a centre back. That's that's the uh, the headline. If that wasn't clear from that rant,
1: let, let, let's bring it back down to earth now. Well, I mean, we are uh, we are still Premier League champions. We are still we are still top of the league. Uh, I know that teams have got an advantage over us now. You know, if we beat Man U next, well, I know we've got Villa, which will be, yeah, which will be an interesting game. Um, if we beat Man U, then suddenly it's it's you know we're back on track
0: again, aren't we? So. And the other thing, Matt, is we're not. I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't think this is the proper focus, but we're not getting refereeing decisions, are we? I mean, two 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 penalty two decent penalty shouts. They weren't cast iron penalties, but they were they were decent shouts. Liverpool have got Aston Villa rumpney in the in the FA Cup coming up and then we've got this massive game against Man United. We're just going to have to hope that Klopp sorts it out and um hopefully we're going to we're going to play really well in that game and if we win then we'll all be feeling a lot more optimistic for the future. Thanks very much for joining us after a bleak uh, game. Hopefully, we can be a little bit more optimistic when we speak to you next time. Check out our Twitter page at Brothers Red Five. Keep the faith. You'll you'll never walk alone. Let's stick together as fans. Let's get behind the team, and hopefully, uh, Klopp will turn things round. And Klopp, we trust. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick, and Andrew Cullen music and production by Helen Lyon. the best word i can say but will uh, describe this was right boom <laughs> <laughs>